Welcome to Energy Matters, where we explore alternative health in the Pioneer Valley. I'm your host, Caroline Rutterman, and I'm a Reiki professional and intuitive in Northampton, Massachusetts. For the past nine years, I've been teaching people how to use their intuition and helping them reduce stress and anxiety. Together, we'll talk with other practitioners and learn how they bring health and healing to the Pioneer Valley. Let's do this. Hey, welcome, welcome, everyone. You are listening to Energy Matters, and I am your host, Caroline Rutterman, and we are here with my co-host, Beth. Hi. Hello, everyone. How's it going, Beth? Good. How are you? I'm Happy doing... holidays. Oh, thank you. You too. Yeah, thank you. So we have a, a great show planned for, for you guys today. Um, we're really talking about our, our kind of New Year traditions, and this idea that, you know, we have these internal traditions that we do kind of at the start of every new year, um, these kind of new beginnings. And we have these external traditions that we follow. And, you know, of course, some of this is very dependent on, you know, if you're following a goddess tradition, like, you know, winter solstice is a big kind of turning point for some people, um, you know, kind of very seasonal based New Year's. And, you know, for a lot of, you know, Westerners, it's like, okay, there's this, this uh, calendar, right, of like, December 31st and January 1st, we're gonna, we're calling this the new year. Um, And, you know, it it really varies. So, um, you know, so, but however you decide to start your new year, I think it's important to kind of have this, this framework of really being saying like, okay, well, how do I personally and individually want to recognize this turning over, you know, this complete cycle? And how do I want to do that internally? And how do I want to externally take these, um, these action steps, or um, reflect that in my in the world around me? I think that's beautiful. Yeah. And I, th- I mean, it's right this darkest day of the year and with winter solstice and, and the New Year's Eve holiday, there's so much sort of culminating at the end of December and into the beginning of January. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting how we all market in different ways and find peace in different parts of the holiday. Um, and also this sort of idea of a fresh start, whatever that means to you, yeah. and sort of moving forward into the rest of this sort of this build up uh, into December and then we still have these like long winter ahead and so how are we showing up for ourselves how are we being kind to ourselves especially this year with the pandemic um and and what do we want to bring forth um as we hit the long winter and then sort of reemerge in spring again yeah and you know I really like what you said about you know this kind of showing up for ourselves and I I feel like that's kind of what this is all about at least for me is really saying okay like it's kind of taking that assessment of the past year and saying like what worked and what's lingering and how do I want to reshape this mm. you know so I, I think it's um it's kind of taking stock and then redefining so it, it's a stopping point and that for me I think is an important part of showing up for myself is just stopping yeah oh I love the way you phrase that the sort of the stopping I think so often we think about these these because there's so much celebration, right? We're sort of like in this um, hustling mode or this like energetic going, going mode. Even if we're trying to take pause, um, it's still sort of in our culture and all around us is this. Um, and so I love how you sort of framed that stopping. 
Um, and one of my favorite parts of the winter holidays is actually the big winter solstice celebration at Arcadia, usually, which is that huge bonfire, yes. um, which of course is not happening this year, but it is sort of this beautiful stopping um, and sort of watch it being freezing and then also watching this like huge glowing um, fire sparking up into the sky is is right is that that's the stopping yeah that's the reflecting and the being out in nature and looking up at the heavens and and feeling all those good feels yeah and also like because you know it's also a big circle and it's a huge social circle at that Arcadia you know New Year's bonfire and I think that there's yeah it's just it's all the symbols yeah all the symbols at once (laughs) and the run right I mean it is a circle it's also running into community you haven't seen maybe in a while or yeah it's yeah it's a big circle yeah um so Beth I would I would love to know how how do you tend to practice your um internal or external I mean what do you what do you and your family usually do yeah yeah so um so I think on the ex the external is we are a huge fan of first night it's become our tradition and I have three small kids um and we love the show circus does a circus performance every year at noon um and so we get there super early we have no trouble with parking we stay until about six with the which is the kitty fireworks um, and get some food downtown and then go home and so it's this like beautiful day of like just enough but not too much um, yeah kind of I don't know I love that um yeah so I don't know we're trying to figure out how we're going to reshape that they're still streaming first night which will be fun um so the show circus is still doing something but of course it's different um on zoom as opposed to the the what I love about the show Circus is, again, that like perspective on what's possible. It reminds me of like all that's possible because um, while I am not an acrobat, sort of seeing people in their element doing, showing up for themselves in such mammothly exciting and impressive ways is inspiring. Totally. In that, that fire is inspiring at Arcadia. Yeah. Maybe you guys could do something fun where you all have your own individual acrobat. Ooh, I like that idea. You know, or like a hula hoop or yeah, something. Yeah, right. We could all do like a cartwheel. We could all have an offering. One, yeah. one child could organize an art project or another child could teach us how to arch. <laughs> yeah. She's an archer. Oh. So yeah, that would be fun. That's actually a great idea. Sort of a showcase in the way that First Night offers a showcase. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to take be, that with me. Yeah, totally. That could be really, really fun. What do you do for your sort of external being in the world yeah you know new year's eve is a very interesting kind of thing for me because i i feel like a new year's day because new year's new year's day of course is very you know it's very calm like if you ever you know go out during the day or something like that it's very peaceful because people aren't typically working so i really like that vibe usually for me that's i mean i'm i love outdoor hiking all winter, so all seasons. So there's usually some kind of hike involved on that day. I don't know if that's necessarily part of the tradition or more part of the like, I'm going to go get some fresh air type, you know, behavior. Um, But New Year's Eve really is such a loaded holiday for me personally, because there's so much romance wrapped up in it. And I'm single now. So, you know, it feels like, oh, okay, if I'm not with my romantic loved ones, then what am I doing? And I'm not much of a partier. So I'm not going to be the person who like stays up drinking until midnight or something. So sometimes that holiday feels a little bit false. Yeah, for, for sure. Me. Um, but a friend of mine gave me uh, this. It, it basically it's it's kind of like a self help book, uh, which is kind of I think almost what we're going to do a little bit later in a segment today. Um, but it, it's called uh, My Shining Life, and basically it walks you through all these different um, 
like aspects of your life and you kind of take stock about what uh, what your past year looks like and how you want to reshape it. And so um, the last couple of years, I've done this kind of manual where I really actually sat down for about two weeks. It's a pretty in-depth kind of thing. It goes through family and finances and just, I mean, the range of all these different aspects of your life. And it really asks you to like look into them. And then it kind of helps you to shape steps about, you know, your three big goals and how can you take these smaller steps to get there. Um, so that's become a little bit of a tradition to get into this rhythm of really, really um, taking stock. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I love that. Does yeah. it feel like there's less pressure? Like, is it a different holiday because of the pandemic and the, like, does it feel like the pressure is different or gone? Um, well, there's, I mean, obviously people aren't gathering. Yeah. So, and, you know, I think that, yeah, and I think there's a lot less obligations. You know, I was listening to the um, uh, the Happiness Lab podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were talking about how this this COVID season, because there are so many fewer obligations, that it's kind of a blessing, you know, that right. you don't have to travel and that you don't have to go to all these parties and you don't have to do a do million things and buy a million gifts. And, you know, it's a really, um, it's an opportunity to really, you know, like pull back yeah I think too with all the shoulds off your list sort of you can actually do the things that feel good or that are like spontaneous in a way that sort of you hadn't maybe before you would have been sort of overwhelmed with the should list and therefore not gotten to the things that just felt fun like like sledding I spent a lot of time sledding this weekend Uh, but otherwise we would have probably been busy with like you know activities or parties or just things getting things done and because we didn't have any of those we just Sle- went went down hills yeah. very fast. <laughs> that sounds yeah. so fun. Yeah, yeah. I was saying to you before the show, I think that for me, this holiday is less of a pause. My birthday is in um, August, at the end of August. School starts at the, be- at the beginning of September. My heritage is, my cultural heritage is Jewish, which is like the New Year's in the fall. And so for me, that clump of August and September is really my stop um, and my like ref- that's taking stock time. I think falls for me that more there. And then this is sort of a pause. It's the checking in with that as opposed to the full stop, um, which is just a little bit. Yeah, it's just I think my calendar is oriented in a different place. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. For our listeners, you might have a calendar where it's your your goal setting or your time to take stock is focused on your birthday or a different holiday or a different time of year. Yeah, and it doesn't, yeah, I feel like externally, it's hard to shift out of that paradigm of like, oh, this is when I should be setting my New Year's resolutions, because that's when the calendar says. And I think that that is a really dangerous kind of, um, a really dangerous time to get into the rhythm of, because it becomes different from our own rhythms. Mm. It becomes different from the natural rhythms. Mm. So I think that however people... I think having that internal recognition of when is your new year, I think that's a really important marker. Ooh, I like that question. When is your new year? And actually, I follow this coach who basically her whole message is to like, she lives in France. um, And in France, according to her newsletter, they, they pause a lot of their workflow in winter in sort of in recognition that winter is a time for rest and not a time for 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 creating new but instead to sort of hit that pause button a little bit more permanently um and so she like slows down all of her work doesn't start start new projects um in sort of honor of the winter 
um, hibernation. I think that's smart. I mean, things in New England aren't growing in the winter. <laughs> Nothing is growing. Everything is going inwards and downwards and yeah, you taking know, root. Taking root. Yeah. And yeah. you got to pause or stop or take stock in order to take root. Yeah. Conserve your energy. It's dark out. Get those extra few hours of sleep. You yeah. know, who cares? Cuddle up. Yeah. Cuddle up with your cats. Snuggle. <laughs> How many fleece blankets can I put on top of me at one time? Probably three. Yeah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I, I'm really excited, though, for the um, the exercise that you're going to bring us today. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, really allowing ourselves to kind of shape some of these ideas for ourselves. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what you have, what exercises sure, you have Sure, sure. So, um, so for those of you who are listening to me for the first time or getting to know us as co-hosts, I'm, uh, my other hat is a life coach. Um, and so I wanted to come up with a sort of visioning activity that was compassionate for ourselves, especially at the end of 2020. Um, one of our brain's biggest jobs um, is to predict the future. Um, and it's why it's actually really hard to create behavior change is because our brain wants to keep us safe. Um, and so it makes decisions based on our past experiences always. Um, and so whenever we're trying to create change in our life, it is a it can sort of... Uh, it can fluster our ecosystem, our internal ecosystem, if you will. And after a year like 2020, we're already in so much change that it we don't want to like um, add more. Um, we don't add more pressure to ourselves. We want to take that rest and that pause. Um, and so I'm calling this activity "Staying Out of Overwhelm: uh, New Year's Resolutions for 2021." Ooh, I like. Yeah, when in doubt, stay out of overwhelm. Um, and I um, sort of I'm a visual person, and so I picture this as sort of a grit. So if you're listening and you have a piece of paper or a journal, feel free to sort of make yourself. Um, a big square and then put a cross through it. So you have four little squares together. If you are making Christmas cookies or um, or driving while you're listening to this, um, feel free. My website is bpcoaching.life. Um, and uh, feel free to shoot me a message. And I have a little handout that goes along with this that'll just make it easy. And you can enjoy our listening to the talking about it and um, and sort of think through your reflections as we go. Perfect. And I'll put a link in the show notes as well oh, um, when it's up on the archive so that um, you can definitely make sure to access that through Beth's website as well. Awesome. So are you ready? I am so ready. I can't wait. Okay. So the first question to ask yourself um, so I'm going to go through all four questions and then I'll sort of check back with you and see what your sort of answers were or reflections that came out for you. So the first question is, where are you going in 2021? And this is about an intention. It's not a goal. Um, it's a feeling. It's maybe an area of your life that you want to focus on and just pick one, whatever comes to mind. There's no right or wrong answer ever. And then the next question in your next square is what does success in that area feel like? So again, not what it looks like, not what you're doing differently, but how do you know that you reach success? And that's like an internal question. So you could use even feeling words to describe success. Do you feel confident? Do you feel quiet? Do you feel happy or elated or snazzy? Whatever sort of success feels like in that area of your life. And I want to just pause there because this is sort of together is your big intention setting, right? This is the like higher level. This is the eagle view of you, you know, of where you're going, um, your your actual intention in your real life. And then what does it feel like? 
And now we're going to sort of take the mouse view. So you need the eagle and the mouse together to work together. If you just do eagle, you're jumping from thing to thing. If you just do mouse, you'll spin around in circles. So we sort of laid the eagle. Now we're going to lay the mouse. Is this like a predator prey thing? could be, but that sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, it's part of the natural cycle. It is. <laughs> but then I think your intentions would eat your action steps. Okay. All right. So we'll stay out of that. We'll metaphor. stay out of predator prey for right now. Okay. <laughs> good, good question. Thank you. A very Massachusetts question. Um, so then when you imagine this intention and you imagine what success feels like, I want you to think about the, the third question is, what is the smallest possible step to get there that you can take? And I want you to think about a step that keeps you in ease. So for example, if your intention is to build your business and your your smallest possible step is not like provide a webinar for a million people, it might be just doing a little outreach or working on a presentation you care about. So again, the smallest possible step that you can do with like a sense of grace or ease that still feels good and helps you stay anchored in that feeling state that we just talked about. So now if you can imagine you've done this little action step and maybe it went really well, maybe it didn't. But the next question is sort of how do you take care of yourself after that? Whether it's a resting step or a self-care step or just a self-compassion step, um, how do you take care of yourself? So um, just to frame it all up together, um, it's where are you going in 2021? And what does success feel like? Those are your sort of big picture vision, your eagle vision. And then the next two questions were, what are the smallest possible step you can take with ease to get there? And the follow-up to that was, how are you going to take care of yourself after that step? And the idea is that you've set this big intention, and now you can go back and do step three, four, step three, four, step three, four, over and over again. But you're just taking it one step at a time all the time. Oh, I love that. So, yeah, so you were kind of just guiding us through um, this kind of life coaching activity um, where you were asking us these these four questions about where we're going and 20, like kind of having the feelings mm-hmm. from step one and step two of like where we're going, um, like how we'd measure a success in that area, um, of the smallest possible step, and then um, and then also how to take care of ourselves after yeah. step four. Because I think one of the things we don't always like give ourselves – credit for is how hard it is to create change in your life. Um, And so building in the pauses and building in the resting and taking care of ourselves when we're trying to grow is just, to me, an essential part of doing growth with grace. Yeah. So what did you come up with when you were doing the questions? So for um, where, for the first question of where I want to go or where am I going in 2021, um, you know, kind of setting that intention is, well, it's funny because I had a different intention coming in mm. to this versus when I actually just wrote it down sort of without the top think, of my yeah, head. Yeah, like going with your gut yeah. sort of response. So, so that's so interesting. I feel like that happens so often, right? Which is that we have this, our mind is, our mind is a predictive tool. So our mind is predicting what we think we should do. And then if you can sort of stay with yourself there's a whole different answer that pops right through yeah yeah so i guess you know that so I, so my the answer that i had to that for that question was uh freedom from doubt mm. Ooh, that's powerful and yeah and like i said that kind of just popped in um but it's interesting because what i had thought before was um okay i'm gonna set this intention um in past years, it's always been about like financial goals and how to increase my income, how to be a little bit more um, financially organized. 
So a lot of the past years and those, you know, moderate levels of success with those, uh, those things, or maybe they didn't last a full year or a full cycle. So, and then, so I was like, well, so I've been focusing on that for the last few years. So this year I'm going to like focus on love and finding a husband. And then, um, and then as I'm sitting here, just kind of writing it free form, it was like, that's what kind of came to me is just this freedom from doubt. I love the interplay of those two, right? Because I think for our listeners, some people might have like themes or concepts or these sort of underpinnings, like freedom from doubt is like so thematic of like, right, it probably fits in different ways to different parts of your life. Um, And then for other listeners, they're going to have these really specific things like find a partner or grow my business or make more money or whatever the case may be. So I think that sort of in some ways you're touching on all the possibilities. What did doubt mean? Do you know what doubt means to you when you think about that? You know, I think that there's a certain element of doubt it definitely stemming from, you know, fear that this thing isn't going to happen, that this thing, that it's always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I think that there's um, there's some kind of, uh, you know, underpinnings of like, well, this like big change that I like do so much uh, visualization around and, you know, kind of dreaming around and taking action steps around that like, I actually don't feel, sometimes I just keep coming back to that of like, is this actually happening? Yeah. And that, that doubt is a, is a big piece of the puzzle mm, for me. Yep, I think that's beautiful. And I also think for so many of us, we're coming off of a year that's heightened our doubt and our sense of, you know, insecurity and not just personal insecurity, but like global insecurity. Um, and so I think that, that that sort of honoring that feeling and that, um, yeah, is, is really heartfelt and intentional. Yeah. Cool. Are you playing along too? I No, I'm... I'm, I was just writing down what you were saying oh. so that I could. Oh, sorry. You're such a good business coach, life coach. You are. You're like deeply listening. <laughs> I'm deep. I'm deeply listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did do it at home, like quick, just you know, to like think through how I would talk about it. But um, but I didn't. I'm looking forward to your meditation. I will. I will be the experiencer of your meditation in just a little bit, cool. which is our next segment. So, what happened when you when when you imagine feeling free from doubt? Um, what what does that feel like? Um. Well, when I imagine myself free from doubt, I'm not sure if I really got to the imagination stage. It, oh, well, it definitely feels like the the freedom aspect, mm. you know, of really, I mean, it's hard for me to actually kind of visualize what that feeling is because I, I came from a, a mother who is a worrier, you know, yeah. and <laughs> no, I've no experience with that. <laughs> So I I think I'm kind of like actually like I don't even know what freedom from doubt even looks like or feels like. Can you um, can you find where the freedom is in your body and what that feels like? Um yeah, I think that's kind of in my solar plexus. Okay. I always say the kind of in the ribs area. And what's the sensations that go with that? Um it's big. It feels big. It yeah. feels very open. That's beautiful. Yeah. So maybe you start there with it, which is that you don't need to know what freedom looks like in an imagination capacity as long as you can anchor it into your body. Oh, what do you mean by anchor it into my body? What does that mean to you? So I imagine, tell me where I'm wrong. My favorite coaching, tell me where I'm wrong tool. Um, but that the idea of freedom from doubt right now feels too big to imagine exactly what that would feel like if it was happening. But our body is, of course, you know, our greatest teacher and has a lot of insights. And so to me, what's what's great about what you offered is not that you, you know, sort of maybe the, the action-oriented part of you is like, 
that's Mount Everest. Like I'm not getting there right now. That feels overwhelming. That's big. But in your body, you totally knew what freedom looked like. You knew what it felt like. You knew how to get there um, in your solar plexus and with a sensation of sort of expansion and openness. And so um, what I'm, what I, sort of the exercise is trying to do is that you have this intention, freedom from doubt, and that you know what that feels like. So that the question, original question was, what does success feel like? And so you actually know what success feels like. Maybe you don't know what it feels like out there in the world yet, but you know what success feels like in your body. So when you experience freedom from doubt, you can match it with the sensations in your body. Or when you're doing something um, and it feels and you start feeling worried and then you catch yourself and notice that you're actually fine, you can feel that expansion in your solar plexus. Um, and you can trust that your body is is sort of lead, giving you those clues to get there. And I think that's a beautiful lead into that taking the really small steps, not the big steps. Um, because what we're trying to do, right, is grow the sensation of success, like is to grow the sensation of success. Hmm. Um, and so if you have this intention and you know what success feels like, then every time you feel a success, even if it's a teeny tiny bit, you can savor it and expand it and sit with it. And so slowly you're growing that feeling of success until you can sort of imagine a, a world um, in that external space that is free from doubt. Oh, okay, cool. I feel How like does I that have, sound? it feels really good. And I have a ton of follow up questions, yeah. but we'll probably okay. let's let's keep, <laughs> let's keep rolling going. because okay. I feel like hopefully it'll keep unraveling. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's, yeah. All right. So the next question was, what is the smallest step to get there? And those remember our are the first two steps are sort of our big vision steps, the intention and su- what does success feel like? And now we're in sort of the the like the taking action, the external version of those, of that intention. Um, so what is the first smallest step to get there with ease? You know, I didn't have an answer for that one. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's great. So it's like, okay, freedom from doubt. So like worry less, but how I'm not exactly sure yet how to accomplish that. Okay, so if I was to offer you that you could worry less in one specific way, what would be the kindest way that you would offer? What is the kindest way that you could worry less? I mean, if it was something that I physically owned, I would just like throw it out. Yeah. Throw it out the window. <laughs> throw it out Not the window. Literally the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recycle it, you know. Um, but I, how how do you throw out something that I that I feel like is very deeply ingrained in me. So I'm kind of talking this out loud a little bit, but how, what steps could I take to worry less? And um, I mean, I could distract myself. Yeah, but we're trying, so that is a good, that is a good temporary tool. But you're, but if you, the worry is, so the worry is trying to serve you because it thinks that if you, if it doesn't help you out, that you will not get the thing done. So is there right. something you could say to the worry or do with the worry that would be, because com- the worry is part of you, that would be compassionate? Ooh, right. Compassion. That's our theme Compassionate. Today. So um, what would be a compassionate way to deal with the worry? Maybe, like a friend. Yeah. Maybe I could just kind of like do that practice of just, you know, internally saying, I hear you. What else do you want me to know? And kind of doing that internal check-in when I start to catch myself worrying. Yeah. So maybe I can just take that pause and just acknowledge it and see what it actually wants me to know. Yeah. I think that that's lovely. And I, you could even take it a step further, which is like, um, you know, like, thank you, worry, for showing up. I really appreciate you wanting me to be concerned about this. 
but I'm a grown up. And I'm, <laughs> I'm grown now. I'm grown now. And I, you know what? I think I'll be able to handle this, but I'm so glad that you wanted me to know what you had to say so like that you're that. sort of taking the, you're right. Like a, like a worried child. Um, you're taking that. You're, you're still the grown up. You're still making the choices, but you're like, you're so glad that they, you know, are worried about the monsters under your bed. I love that. Okay. How I does that feel? That feels very manageable. That feels like an action step I can get behind. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, what is the smallest way that you could enact that in your life, like this week? Like the smallest possible way? Um, when I catch myself worrying, I can take that deep breath in. Okay. I like that. And again, the for our listeners too, the goal is to feel success, not to then beat yourself up the times you don't do it or aren't cre- able to create space around it. So... It's about even if you do it once this week and then noticing that you did it and sort of feeling that success and freedom in your in your solar plexus, the goal is to feel success so that you can expand the idea of success. It's not to berate yourself for all the times you didn't have success. So maybe maybe in pairing of when I catch myself worrying to take that deep breath in and acknowledge that this is actually a step. Yes. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Like, look at me. I took a step. Yeah. Yeah. I paused. I took a deep breath. And I acknowledged that I'm actually taking uh, an action step into changing this. Yeah. You could do like a big circle clap for yourself. The round of applause. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, totally. All right. So then the last question follows up on that, which is, how are you going to take care of you? So I'm going to flip the question. The original question was, how are you going to take care of yourself after the step? I'm going to ask you, when you don't do this step and you aren't able to give yourself that round of applause. How are you going to be kind to yourself when you, that, you let that worry jump all over you? Um, I'm going to, um, I'm just kind of brainstorming here, but uh, maybe I can just say that, you know, for every time I worry and I don't catch myself, like this was the the time that I did. Yeah. And every, every little step counts, you know, just that. staying in the moment. Like this, this is the time that I made change. Perfect. Okay. How does that all feel? It feels good, and it feels a little. I actually just got a little, um, not like anxious, but a little bit of the kind of like butterfly feeling of like, oh my gosh, like this is a, a plan. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that that's why. Uh, yeah, I like. I love the metaphor of Mount, Mount Everest because if you imagine that you were actually going to go try to climb Mount Everest, you would need like gear, and you'd need to hire a team, and you'd need all these pieces. Right. And so often when we're imagining that we're going to climb Mount Everest, we just imagine ourselves with like selfies at the top of the mountain being like, look what I did. (laughs) Um, And we forget that like in the middle, we're going to like cry and want our moms or um, or feel like we can't handle it. And so what I love to do with, you know, with with what we just did was that we're instead of um, instead of only imagining the Mount Everest selfies, we're anticipating that at certain points on the hike, we're going to cry and wish we had never started the hike. (laughs) And it's not coming from a place of like, you know, berating ourselves, but instead of just that we're trying to change and that's hard work. Um, And so that how can we be as nice as to ourselves as possible, especially in a tumultuous year, that's been a lot for anyone to handle everywhere. Yeah. Um, and Beth, I know that um, and if you're just tuning in, um, you're listening to Energy Matters and I'm Caroline and my co-host Beth um, is bringing us through this exercise. Um, Beth, is there a time that this particular exercise has created a big shift for you? Um, 
I think that it's um, a good question. And I'm sure that you have, I, and I know, I'm not just sure about it, but I, I know that you have a ton of tools in your toolbox that have been very effective in just like our friendship. So um, I, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really curious as how, um, how this kind of exercise has, has, or even how you've seen it work for other people. Yeah, I think, so like as a small business health and wellness professional, I think often I get sort of overwhelmed by where I'm trying to go um, and how I'm trying to grow my business and what that looks like and where am I in right now. And I think that the 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 way that I have found this the most useful is that third question, which is what is the smallest possible step I can do now? Because usually that brings me back to the ground, it brings me back to center, and it what it does is it opens up a million different possibilities. So when I'm stuck in that eagle view, I'm like, the mountain's there, like how the, how the freak do I get to that mountain? Um, and then when I can sort of be like, the mountain is there, and this is where I am right now as a mouse, um, I can figure out that the mouse wants to go forward in this direction. It brings me back to my grounding. It brings me back to my center. It brings me back to what a success feel like for me. Um, and that just opens up a whole new set of possibilities. I love that a lot. And I believe you now have a lovely meditation to sort of check in with that internal self um, that needs a little extra love or a little space for reflection as we move into 2021. Yes. So um, so if you are driving, just know that you can always come back to this meditation. Um, you can always go on to ReikiNorthampton.com um, backslash radio dash archives and catch this. Um, so just know that you, you can go back and do this exercise later. Um, and so for those of you who are listening or are a passenger in a car, feel Feel free to take a nice deep breath in and just start to relax and feel your feet on the floor. Gently close your eyes. And this is really going to give us a time to start kind of visualizing. And, you know, if you had any challenges with these first four questions like I did and I couldn't quite wrap my head around it, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have Beth here to help me. So this is sort of another way that this can supplement those four questions. So go ahead and take a nice deep breath in and just sigh it out. And just let yourself feel your feet on the ground or in your socks or in your shoes. Take a nice deep breath in and just feel the air exhale. And begin to understand that you are an always and constant changing individual. We know that our cells in our body turn over all day. That's what our skin does. That's what our hair does. That's what our cells do. We turn over, take a nice deep breath in and exhale and our thoughts are constantly changing. From second to second, take a nice deep breath in. And so allowing that change is possible within our bodies, within our minds. And even if you don't fully believe that right now, just play pretend. Just allow yourself the possibility 
for change. Take another deep breath in and exhale. And in your mind's eye, in your imagination, begin to imagine that there's a great big plate right in front of you. Maybe you're sitting at your table. Nice big empty plate. Can be of any shape, any size. It could be a bowl if you prefer. Just let whatever image pops up into your mind. Go ahead and place that plate right on the table and Maybe you have a napkin, a tablecloth. Go ahead and set that scene. Just like you're about to prepare yourself for a nice big meal that's waiting for you. Take another deep breath in and exhale. And know that you can put anything on that plate that you want to. Go ahead and put a side of vegetables and acknowledge what those vegetables are for you. They don't actually have to be broccoli or Brussels sprouts, but maybe that's healthy eating. Maybe that's, maybe that green represents money. Let that be whatever it wants to be. Whatever pops into your mind, take another deep breath in and exhale. And if you don't want it on that plate, don't put it on the plate. Only put things on there that you want, that you love and that you desire. Take another deep breath in and just sigh it out. And on that plate, go ahead and put a dinner roll. It can be gluten-free, vegan, Could be a piece of toast instead. And now go ahead and acknowledge what that role is for you. Just let it pop up. If it sounds totally absurd, let it be absurd. Take another deep breath in and just sigh it out. And then go ahead and put your main, your entree, Could be a piece of salmon, a lasagna. And acknowledge what that is for you. And all these things that kind of pop up on the plate, they don't all have to go together. You don't have to know that you're creating a cohesive meal in the terms of how you might create an actual meal for a plate. So just let those things that pop up for you be what they are and what you desire. And go ahead and pick out anything that's in that entree that doesn't quite feel like it should be in there. And you can make a mess. You can get in there. You're allowed to play with your food. You can get your fingers in there. You can use a knife and a fork. 
there's some spinach in that lasagna that you don't like or eggplant in that lasagna that you're not fond of, go ahead and take that thing out and acknowledge what that is that you're removing. It can be from anywhere on that plate. Taking off those little burnt pieces. Take a nice deep breath in. And exhale. And go ahead and finish with a little dessert. Just right on the side. Could be a little figgy pudding. Could be a chocolate cake. a moose, whatever you want. And also acknowledge what that is. Just let all these things come to mind. Take a nice deep breath in. Maybe it's actually chocolate cake. Maybe you actually want to bring in more things that really deeply bring you pleasure. Take a nice deep breath in. And in your imagination... Go ahead and start taking some bites, start savoring, start allowing yourself to ingest these things. You can be playful, you can share. If your dog or your cat comes up to the table with you with those longing, loving eyes, go ahead and share. Knowing that there's always enough to go around. And as you're lifting your eyes and your gaze up from that plate, from that dinner plate, go ahead and allow yourself to look up onto the total table. And go ahead and look onto that table's centerpiece. Allow these things to emerge in front of you. And just simply acknowledging that this gift, this beauty, is here. This present for you. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to be anyone. You can simply be here, acknowledging the beauty and the rest of the table and anyone who's sitting there with you. Take a nice deep breath in. And exhale. And begin to come back to yourself, feeling your feet. Take that nice deep breath in. And exhale. And just allow yourself to wiggle your fingers and your toes. Maybe give yourself a little stretch as you start to flutter the eyes open. Just starting to come back to the room that you're in. Thank you for that. That was lovely. Yeah. Were you able to see your It was such a beautiful, I mean, one of the things, other than getting a teeny bit hungry, one of the things that, um, that I really loved about it was the it's hard to talk on the radio after you've meditated. Um, I know. 
is a is the reminder that like the beauty is already there that the change is already within us um right there's so much need to set those intentions or to create that change for ourselves and sort of reminding us that it already exists that it's already present yeah um, that we don't have to do anything it's is so graceful and and kind and yeah and warm and fuzzy feeling yeah what did uh what showed up on your plate for mm, you that's a good question um, one of the things I noticed was my plate kept changing colors. Cool. My in-laws have like fiesta wear plates. Um, and I kept noticing it was like rotating through the fiesta wear options. Um, like this, uh, but I kept settling on like a bright teal plate. Pretty. Um, and so that was sort of just interesting that it kept throughout the meditation, the plate color kept changing and it was, but it was always festive. It was always like a fun plate. Um, definitely there was like a, um, there was like a the entree was like a, a little bit about me and like right taking care of my I think the I think the lasagna stuck but the taking care of myself um I have three kids um there's a lot of uh there's a lot of giving and caretaking these days and and balancing um school schedules and work schedules with my partner um and so it's just the sort of the entree was just you know staying with myself and listening and that felt really nice um and that there was a big chunk of chocolate cake there that was just again that like fun gooey um warmth um and then i was having trouble in the beginning with the broccoli like what broccoli what was my vegetable and then you said something about money and i was like oh and then it was funny the minute you were like who else is like share your food and i was like oh and like that was the part that everyone was eating so it was like a it was like a it was like clearly an important part but b then i wanted other people not to eat their vegetables, but to enjoy sort of the abundance that was created. So that was really, really special. And and then when we sort of s- scaled out, I was actually at my parents, um, like they were at the table, and um, and it was their 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 holiday uh, tablecloth was out and stuff. So that was actually just very bittersweet with the with COVID that we're not spending holidays together and um, and sort of just, but that it was still part of my image was of being at that table and it was sort of sparse and it was still my table it was like different obviously in the meditation but yeah so there you go that's my cool. that's my debrief on my on sort of what came up for me what came up for you or did you did you have an opportunity to sort of do some of it you know when i'm when i'm uh doing guided meditations i'm usually channeling that information so i'm sort of listening and so that's sort of where my uh my intuitive tuner is pointing so um i i was kind of following along in terms of like oh these things that appear in terms of like the lasagna and the broccoli and the chocolate cake so it's not necessarily that um that I was uh, necessarily immersed, allowing myself to immerse my imagination into those spaces, but I was uh, I was listening yeah. as they were coming through for you guys. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it was lovely. It yeah. was a lovely way to set the table. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we we are kind of nearing the end of the show. Um, did you have anything in particular that you feel like um, you you feel like is important information that people really need to um, to kind of have that that grasp around? for their their new year no i think i mean i think we've been talking about it this whole time right which is how do we be kind to ourselves and how do we be compassionate in change um and in our own evolution um and so whatever that means to you however you like to be kind to yourself whether it's self-care or just resting or allowing yourself to do nothing which can sometimes feel revolutionary um yeah i just yeah just start with yourself and be nice yeah, hug, give yourself that big old hug. Yeah, that big. What old about you? Does there any sort of closing words? 
Um, I think that, you know, yeah, that be kind to yourself, I think really resonates. I think that that's an important part of doing the self journeying. You know, I, some of my own personal practices that I've been really trying to embrace over the last few days have been just forgiveness. Like I'm super, super hard on myself. And, you know, I have a lot of that perfectionist streak. And so just allowing myself that space of forgiveness and really just saying like, it's fine. Like all those things that I beat up, beat myself up over from the past and just saying like, let me just bring in that space of forgiveness right now. And it's, it's really interesting, the kind of um, emotions that uh, start to like just surface and let go around that. Yeah, no, totally. I I definitely feel you on that. Yeah. So that, that being kind to yourself, I think is, you know, air kiss. It's a real chef's kiss. kiss. That chef's kiss. Deliciousness. <laughs> Savoring. Apparently, we're ending on the note of both with your meditation and the chef's kiss. We're ending on food. So, I I do as always, very deeply love food as always. <laughs> yes. So have a wonderful holiday, listeners, and um, I hope whatever twenty twenty one brings you is just delicious absolutely um and if you're just tuning in right now just know that you can always go on to reikinorthampton.com backslash radio archives and you can um, catch the full episode there um, and you can also go on to beth's website and if you want to um, shout out your website one more time sure it's a bp for beth pelletieri coaching dot life perfect um and that will also be linked um in the other direction as well so you can follow the links to her as well all right so be well everyone